Okay, hi everybody. It's going to be a somber edition of the Bird Brains. We're going to check out the Eagles and their frailties here recently. I do want to mention my partner is Mark Eckel, covered the Eagles for a long time for Trenton Times and NJ.com. My name's Ken Dunnick, played tight end for the Eagles and Philadelphia Stars, and we talk Eagles football here every week with you. We're going to dissect the, the game. We're going to take a look at the rest of the season and, and tell you why there's still reason for hope. I do want to mention that this podcast is sponsored by Jersey Man and Philly Man Magazine. Hey, our January issue is about to come out. We've got some great writers, including my partner, Mark Eckel, who writes uh, has an exclusive interview with Iowa basketball coach Fran McCaffrey, who obviously has some Philadelphia ties. Dee Lynham writes about the Sixers. Dave Spadaro writes about the Eagles. And, of course, George Anastasia writes our mob scene. If you're interested in the magazine, go to jerseymanmagazine.com. You can get a subscription for 20 bucks, or you can actually read the magazine for free. I'm an older guy. I like the tactile sensation of reading a magazine, as I'm sure Mark does. So we encourage you to do that. I also want to mention that we're recording today from Sweet Recording Studios here in Mount Laurel, our friend Joe Gangemi does a great job of engineering this podcast. And if you're interested in the podcast, reach out to Joe at Sweet Recording Studios, and he can set you up. Okay, Mark, we're going to talk uh, a little bit about the Eagles game. And it's funny that when you and I talked about this gauntlet of games, this five-game gauntlet that we thought were so tough, we said we thought the Eagles would probably be 3-2, and two, and that's the way it worked out. It wasn't the way that we thought it was going to work out. And actually, the Eagles, in my opinion, are fortunate. They could have very easily been 1-4 and four or 0-5 oh in this stretch of games. But they did wind up 3-2. and two. The concerning thing to me is they look a little bit stale lately. They've been outplayed and outcoached uh, the last two games. And I'm going to go through a, a laundry list of uh, some of the reasons why I think what's going on. But what are your overall impressions of not only this game, but the last two games and actually – how they made out in this uh, this gauntlet of five really tough games coming down the stretch here. Well, three and two was fine. I mean, if you like, again, if you look at it, as you said, if you look at the big picture, they weren't going to go five and zero oh against this no, five. no, I mean, no. That, that would have been impossible. Yeah, it really would have been impossible. They did get some breaks against the Bills in Kansas City, and hey, good for them. They got the breaks. They 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 won the game. And the first Dallas game, I thought they benefited and Dallas from a too, couple right. replays. They got breaks, yeah. Right, they got breaks. Yeah. And I forgot about that one. Mm-hmm. Right, they got breaks in that. Actually, there was a sixth game because Miami. You could throw Miami in that mix. That wasn't right in a row, but that was actually before the bye. Right. Month. So there was six of them. So really four and two, if you count the Miami game. So that's you know, if you look at it from that point of view, if you're an Eagle fan and you're looking at it. They went four and two against Miami, Buffalo, Dallas twice, um, Kansas City, and San Francisco. That's pretty darn good. Right. Now, 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 the other side is it's, and again, I don't, I'm going to ask you as a player this, as a former player that, because writers and, and broadcasters and whatever, we look at things a little bit different sometimes. And I've, I've had conversations with players about this when I, when I covered the team all the, all the time, but there's losses and there's losses. And again, I know a loss is a it doesn't matter if you lose 21-20 or 42 to 10. Yep. It's still, it's only one loss. But we we both picked Dallas to win last week. We I didn't think they were going to go to Dallas and win. But I thought it would be a good game. I, I thought it too. would be competitive. I thought it would come down where Dak would have to take Dallas down to to win the game or the Eagles or the, or the Eagles would have the ball with a chance to win and maybe, you know, Cowboys make a good defensive play and stop them. I thought it would be I thought in the fourth quarter I'd still be excited watching the game. I was half asleep by the fourth quarter in this game. 
Well, I mean, cool. if you're like me, I was pissed off that they had that scoop and score because I was ready to cash it in right there, and then it made me hang around for another hour, lost an yeah, hour. Yeah, I mean, it was – and same with the 49 – that's two weeks in a row where they weren't even – they weren't in the game. The game was over before it was over. Yeah. And coming off the heels of, of the bad loss of San Francisco, I expected more of an effort, more of yeah. a um, – more fire, more competitive. Yes, they did. They came out the same way they came out. It was like an, it was an extension of the 49er game where they just continued to look bad. So that, not that they lost, but how they lost concerns me way more than, like I said, going four and two in those six games, um, you can't be much happier than that. Yeah, but, well, I can I can tell you from a player standpoint, when you lose a game like you did against San Francisco, and they played them tough for a while, people forget that the Eagles right. were up six to nothing, with seven and a half minutes to go in the second quarter of that game. It got away from them at the end, but they were in it for a while, and they got beat badly in that game. And I thought going into Dallas rivalry, they got their nose bled a little bit. They'd come out with more fire. They did not. I can tell you from a player's perspective that losing can be good because a lot of times when you win and you're making mistakes, you you don't look at it under the microscope that you do when you lose. And obviously the Eagles have a lot to look at uh, these last two games. The way that you lose, however, can start to affect your confidence. If you get bloodied two games in a row like the Eagles had, and, and they're, they did it against good competition, it's no disgrace. But you can start to, and, the, you know, the, the Twitter stuff with the coordinators and everything, people got to stop and take a deep breath. This team is 10-3. and three. I think we both would agree that we would have taken that at this point in the season, being 10-3. and three. However, there are some uh, points of concern, and I'm going to go uh, through them here line by line with you, and you tell me your opinion. Number one, way too many missed tackles. So when I look at, especially the Eagles linebackers and safeties, when blanket ships out of the game, their safeties don't tackle. The way I, I do think Brown played okay in that game, but Witherspoon, Byard, Morrow, I think Ringo was the guy that put his head down and let the Dallas tight end jump right over him. He's Just the guy poor, that got penalties on one play. And poor, yeah, and poor tackling fundamentals. Now I get it; they're mandated that they can't hit in practice anymore. So the art of tackling is really a lost art. It's hard to turn it on and off. Others seems to, seem to be able to do it, but for whatever reason, the Eagles are missing way too many tackles, and it's happened more lately than it did early on in the season. Yeah, I don't. I've never liked this the back seven of this defense, and I, I just don't. I mean, the corners are they're not as corners good. Okay, the, they're okay. Corners are marginal. Not, I mean, listen, Slay is good, and Bradbury's okay in my opinion. They're they're serviceable corners. Slay's not as good as he was. I agree. Bradbury okay. isn't as good as he was last year. Right. But they're not, the, they're, they could use help. They're not the problem. They're, but they're not the solution either. No. The safeties are not good. Other blank, Blankenship's a good player. He plays hard. He's all over the place. Good player. He's a he good hitter. Out. He lacks and coverage yep. skills, but he's a good player. But their safeties, yeah, the rest of them, I'm not, I think Brown will be good. I really do. I liked him when they drafted him. I, I, he probably should, you know, he's starting to get a little more time now, but yeah. And the linebackers, I don't know. I'm just not – I didn't like any of them. Well, they never um, value the linebackers. We've talked yeah, exactly. about it for, when, for when years. You never, when you don't draft them early and you don't – and you let them come and go every year, it, it's yeah. – what are you going to – you know, you, this is what you have. But um, – so, yeah, I'm not big on the back seven. And so the front four – for the Eagle defense to look good, the front four has to dominate. And for the most part, 
they have, but lately they haven't. And this is this is when you give up forty some thirty some points, forty some points. Well, I'm going to give you a stat later on on this list that's really going to shock you. But uh, I, I think Bayard's been a disappointment. Yes. Um, I, I think that uh, you know uh, this defensive philosophy is again uh, play cover two which makes you susceptible to the run, which also leaves the middle of the field wide open. And if you don't have linebackers that really can't cover, and that's my next point, poor coverage, especially in the middle of the field. These linebackers cannot handle these backs and tight ends on a one-on-one in the middle of the field. They're so wide open. And again, it looks like a conservative approach by Desai, the defensive coordinator, rarely blitzes, okay, and leaving the middle of the field open, trying not to get beat by the big play, but these teams are systematically going down the field with big chunks of yards against us, and something's got to change there. Yeah, like I said, you know, that's going back to what I said, I don't, I don't, the front four has to dominate. I mean, and it's a good front four. I mean, with Reddick and Graham and Cox, Fletcher Cox playing pretty well this year. Um, you know, the Carter and Carter and Davis, the the kids, the front's good, but if they, if you, if, if I'm an offensive coordinator and I'm game planning the, against the Eagles defense all week, I'm saying, listen, we're going to keep an extra guy in. We're going to, we're going to do whatever we can to negate that pass rush of those guys. You know what? We're, we're going to double whoever we're going to do. We're going to chip the other guy. We're going to do all we can. And the quarterback, get rid of the ball quick. You're mm-hmm. going to have guys open. So just, you know, two step, three step drop, get rid of it. Look over, and like you said, the middle of the field is going to be open. We don't have to go deep. They're not letting us go deep anyway. But we yeah. don't. Have, we don't need the time to throw forty yards downfield. We'll take the little eight-yard cross and hopefully and break a tackle. Eight yards turns into twenty yards. Listen, when's the last time the Eagles? I mean, is Seth Joyner the last great linebacker that the Eagles had? And what was that? Twenty some years ago. Trotter was after him. Oh, Trotter was okay. That's right. Um, a couple couple years after, but I mean, uh, Reddick is technically an offensive or defensive linebacker, outside linebacker. But well, I mean, they 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 switch from this four three to three four on and off, so it's hard to tell really what position he is. But to me, the the defense looks a little bit tired and lost. They have played a lot of snaps recently. Reddick is really the only guy that's a, it's a a rushing threat right now. Um, I'm going to tell you something about well, Eagles sweat. defense. I don't mind sweat. Well, well you yeah, sweat, but I mean, I'm talking from a consistent basis. Um, Reddick seems to be the guy that's always there. Now, yeah, now, yeah. now, let me let me give you a stat that um, is going right. to shock you. All right. The Eagles defense, third down sacks, six point three percent last in the NFL. Wow. Now. That tells you something, right? That tells you what the offensive coordinators are doing. What I'm what I'm saying. Yeah. Just give them time. We don't have to. So you know, people talk about this the Eagles defensive front, and I and I do think they're good. But if the front four are not going to get pressure on the quarterback, then you have to blitz. You have to do something to, to knock the quarterback blitz? off of his spot. You're going to blitz. Well, you might as well blitz one of the linebackers. They can't cover a tackle anyway. What's, <laughs> what's the difference? They probably I mean, can't blitz either. Don't well, <laughs> let's give it a try. Hey, um, how about drop passes? I thought uh, was, I thought Brown and Smith uh, each each dropped a couple of catchable balls the other night, and both you know, fumbled as well. Yeah, and and the fumbles. Uh, you you can't. Uh, we'll talk about turnovers in a second, but 
you know, the drop passes um, when the when, and Hertz is putting it in spots where they could actually make those catches. So to me, that's disappointing. We lost a turnover battle again. Your top three players on offense, Hertz, Smith, and Brown, all, all lost fumbles in that game. And, and, you know, Mark, it's cliche, but you can't lose the turnover battle in NFL games and expect to win the game. It's just not going to happen. You've got to secure the football. Not not against a good team and not on the road. And they were playing a good team on the road. Yeah, you turned the ball over three times. And I think all we're all three in Cowboy territory. I, that I don't remember. No, I'd have to look up. Hurts yeah. there about to score when he fumbled. Yeah. Um, but I think the other ones were too. I mean, they, they left a lot of points out on the field that game. I mean, they, they just – it's it was a bad game. It was, you know – the, to me, this loss was worse than San Francisco's in a sense because, like you said, San Francisco they that just snowballed on them. It just got you know they, yes. the first quarter they absolutely dominated. I thought they were going to you know, but but they were only up six nothing. That's what scared me. It should have been fourteen or at least ten. Um, this game they just like I said they just came out and I expected a I really expected a a good game. I didn't, I, and I, like I said, I didn't think they were going to win, but I thought this was going to be a fun game, a good back and forth, a lot of good plays. Now there were a lot of good plays, but they were all by the Cowboys. Um, and, you know, Hertz had another mediocre performance, in my opinion, 18 for 27, 197 yards, no, no touchdowns, of course. Outplayed by Dak Prescott, who was 24 for 39, 271 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. I'm going to tell you another shocking statistic that you – may not have realized, probably didn't, that Jalen Hurts has the second worst quarterback rating in the NFL on first and second down, which leads me to believe that when defenses are, don't have the game plan for him running as much as they used to, because to me, he still looks like he's not healthy, looks like he's dragging that leg a little bit, and that makes him tighten down on the coverage because they don't have to take a guy out of coverage to spy on him. I think that's a obviously that stat is eye opening. I think it's affecting the offense early, certainly on early downs. Yeah, um, that's that that shocks me more than the other one. Um, that he's second second worst. Second worst in the NFL quarterback rating on first and second down. There's a lot of bad quarterbacks in this league. Here. <laughs> yes, and, <laughs> and and they're all playing because all the good ones that's are what getting. I'm saying, there's a lot of so if he's second worst, I don't know who the worst is, but yeah. that means there's a lot of bad ones better than him. So that's not good at all. Um, wow. Um, you know, there's there a, a story came out earlier in the week too. Derek Gunn re- reported um, some players told him he didn't name names, but some players said that the the offense is too predictable. I heard that. Too simple. Mm-hmm. Um, he compared it, and he, the, the player went on to say, "Look what, look how, look what Dak is doing, and look what the Cowboys receivers are doing, and then look at the routes that, that our guys run." You want, you know, like, you don't want to know what Dak is doing in two games against the Eagles: fifty-three completions, five touchdowns, no interceptions. Yeah, that's just against the Eagles. Look right. what he's done against, you know, some other teams too. Um, but that's an indictment of. Not just Sirianni, but his but his offensive staff that they're not putting players. You know, they're not players can only run the routes they're told to run. They're not, mm-hmm. you know, they're not going to freelance. They're not going to players don't. They're not going to draw up plays in the dirt too often. You know, so yeah, this is starting to. 
And this sure. is what happens when you you know well you never played on any losing teams you you played on nothing but championships yeah. but uh, maybe at Memphis you might have had a couple of losses but... we did we'd have many losses in Memphis <laughs> so but you know when 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 teams start losing things like this start coming out and that yeah. and that's not good either well again if you if you learn from the losses and learn from your mistakes I don't like the fact that stuff is starting to leak out of the locker that's what I'm room. saying I mean that, that players that, are going to Derek and sign. saying things like we're too simplistic yeah. you know that's that's when that's when it starts to fall apart on you well this, is, look, this game this week can't be this is this is so big it, it, it is a big game and it's uh it's certainly a winnable game i i, I want to finish up with some stats on, on this last game uh first downs uh dallas out uh, first downed us if that's a term 24 to 17 on third down, they were 56%. We were only 44%. Net, net yards, 394 to 324. Again, we had 10 penalties for 95 yards. And here, I'm going to stop here. Oh, let me finish. Red zone, 0 for 1. Dallas was 3 through 3. Time of possession, which we said doesn't always an indicator. In this case, it was 23 uh, and 24 seconds for the Birds, 36 36 for Dallas. What about. On Dallas's first touchdown pass, the referee picks up that flag, which to me looked like an obvious hold, and they actually went back to it a few plays later, and the explanation was that there was separation. And I, you got you got to explain that to me because there wasn't separation, fouls or no fouls when, when I played football. Either you held or you didn't. You didn't. And I why, why would you throw a flag? Right, don't be, throw it. And then be convinced to pick it up without the benefit of the replay, unless somebody's in their ear telling them to pick up the flag. To me, I thought it was questionable. Yeah, and that didn't matter. I mean, that's not why they lost. But I, any, I mean, I've seen that for years. There, uh, There is no foul on that play. And yeah. why'd you throw the flag? Why'd, why'd you throw the flag? Right. Unless, I can, the only time I could see it is on like a, we thought there were 12 men, but somebody said, no, he did get off in time. Mm-hmm. Something like that, where, the other refs saw something that you didn't like. Like I'll compare it more to baseball when the when the home plate um checks with the first base up to see if the guy swung. Yeah. He said no, he didn't, or yes, he did. But okay, maybe he had a better view. But hold, I mean, the guy, you know, the the there, you know, every ref is every ref on the field is responsible for a certain area, right? I mean, you got the back judge looks at the, you know what's going on in, on a pass interference and those kind of things. Yeah. Other guys, you know, so whoever threw the flag. He saw something or he wouldn't have thrown it. Exactly. Hey, uh, just to digress for a second, how about the Mahomes play where the guy obviously, uh, I think it was Ward, lines up obviously offside. Tony. If you're, uh, who was it? Tony? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he's obviously offside. The refs call it, which they pretty much have to do. I mean, especially since the receiver didn't look at the ref and say, am I okay? And the ref would have said, no, you need to back up. He never bothered to do that. And uh, I love the way Mahomes and and, uh, Andy Reid, surprisingly, who's not a guy prone to do that, were whining after the game. But all I could think about was, were you whining on that marginal Super Bowl call with the holding in the end zone? I mean, come on, you can't have it both ways, right? Now that's, again, that's another team that, Losing some games they're not used to losing, and now the frustrations are, are hey, coming an- another, new off- another new offensive coordinator, too. Yep. So, I mean, that may not be a coincidence. Um, so, 
but get, I mean, go ahead. Or yeah, say? well, I just want to, as as we look at the schedule moving forward now, let's let's talk this about big. Yeah, at, at Seattle, which is you said that the Eagles are uh, have never beaten Pete Carroll, which I found no. interesting. But cross con- cross country trip, tough place to play, tough place to hear your your signals, and I, I really think that it's important that the Eagles get right. If you look at their last three games, the uh, the Giants at home, who are actually playing a little bit better lately, they beat Green oh, Bay at home, oh, Arizona. And then at the New York Giants, but let's take the Seattle game first. Um, uh, I have not heard. I think Geno Smith is listed as questionable for this game. I haven't uh, right. heard definitively if he's going like to play or not, and that's play, and that's a big up. deal. Oh yeah, uh, if, if Smith plays, I mean they got re- they got you talk about weapons, Metcalf, Lockett, and Noah Font. Yeah. That's three pretty good resets. If they're not covering, they're going to be in trouble. I mean, Gino will get the ball out quickly, and Lockett and Metcalf can do damage. And Font over the middle, he's a he's a he's a beast in the, as a tight end over the middle. He'll, I mean, he's not going to get you fifty, but he's going to get you those eight, ten yards. And if you don't tackle him, guess what? He's going to break. He's going to go for 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 more as well. So the secondary, the linebackers, and the the pass defense is going to be, be be tested. I mean, let's just look again. And I hate comparing things like, like this, but Seattle and the Eagles played the same two teams the last two two games, Dallas and San Francisco. Yeah. Seattle gave Dallas all they could handle on a Thursday night. Mm-hmm. That was that was a great that was a great game. That was a fun game, good game. The Eagles played Dallas, it wasn't a good game. Seattle played San Fran last week. San Fran pulled away at the end, like, mm-hmm. but it was a much better game. So no, no, Seattle, game. Seattle's no slouch. This is not they, a, a wild and they're over desperate. Win. Yeah, and they're a desperate team now. They've lost. They were. They looked like an easy wild card at one a couple of weeks ago. They were six and two, six and three, whatever they were. They they looked I think like they were, a, they stayed, I think it started out yeah six and two or three. Yeah. Yeah. Now they're six and seven. Yeah. So they're like right now they're not in the playoffs. So this is if they lose this week. They're in a lot of trouble. They're, they would have to win out, which means beating um, San Fran again. I think they play San Fran again. So um, they're in, and they've already lost twice to the Rams, so they lose that tiebreaker. They this is a must win for Seattle. This is their season. If they don't win this game, they're probably not going to the postseason. So and that's it's all on the line for them. Yeah, dangerous Pete, situation for and a team Pete Carroll's a good guy. Hey, listen, Pete Carroll. I have all the respect in the world for Pete Carroll. Mm-hmm. I think he's one of the. I think he's underrated. And I think he's one of the, I think he's still one of the best coaches in the game. So he's yeah, he'll have this team ready. Um, Carl Smith, who was the uh, Stars uh, quarterbacks coach, uh, offensive coordinator for a while, he coached for years with Pete Carroll, and he raves about Carroll. He he, he thinks he's just a tremendous football coach. I think that the uh, you know the Eagles is going to be very difficult for them to be the number one seed in the NFC right now. If they can uh, take these last four games at four and zero and three and one. Uh, depending on what Dallas does now, Dallas has a, a, a rigorous schedule. They they're at the Bills, they're home against the Dolphins, they're home against the Lions, and then they've got a, an easy one, uh, which should be an easy one at uh, Washington or Washington, yeah, to uh, to finish the season. So, you know, I can see Dallas slipping and the Eagles moving into that second slot if they play well. But San Francisco's uh, it's kind of a joke. I mean, they're at Arizona. 
They do have Baltimore, but they have them at home. They're at uh, Washington and then the Rams. So they have a much, uh, they have a a very easy schedule. I don't think as easy as the Eagles, but certainly easier than Dallas. So to me, the Eagles are looking to be slotted in that, hopefully that number two seed in the NFC when it all comes down to it. If they beat Seattle, they lose to Seattle. They could wind up being the five seed. Yeah. Right. I mean, if they lose to Seattle and Dallas, I think if they both go three and one, Dallas beats them for the yeah because that, that common opponent Dallas or Dallas beats mm-hmm. Seattle Eagles would have lost to Seattle. Everything else would be the same. This is a big. That's what I'm saying. This game is the biggest one. This is this is big. This is and it's in Seattle. Like I said, they're gonna have to. This is where this is where Nick Sirianni earns his money. Mm-hmm. He's gonna have to coach his his butt off because I don't think he's. I don't think he's been very good the last two weeks either. No, yeah, you know what? How about his demeanor on the sideline right. last week? He looked, he, he almost looked like he, he didn't feel well or had the flu. Or so he was very gaunt and white with with dark circles under his eyes. Listen, I get it. Everybody's tired at this point in the season, but you know. And to his credit, I think he lets his coordinators call the game, and he's basically, you know, a manager at that point. But he he just. It just looked off to me. And I, am I seeing things, or did you see the same thing on the no, side? No, he didn't look. Yeah, he, he he always looks kind of goofy to me. But <laughs> um, I'm sure yeah, but he, he normally has the visor on with the pen in there, yeah. and he was like, I think he no misses hat. Big Dom. I think Big yeah. Dom's not there to. Yeah, that's right. That could be the whole thing, Big Dom. For, for, you know, maybe maybe we're going to find out. This is it's it's good. This is all going to come out in my next book in about five years. Big Dom was the one running the show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was really calling plays. He was running the defense. He, well. Because since since Big Dom's been thrown out, they've been really bad. Hey, listen, that's not really that far fetched because Big Dom does way more than just protect Sirianni on game day. This guy goes and picks up these players at the airport. You know, when Lane Johnson had that incident a few years ago and he uh, bugged it out to Oklahoma, Big Dom is the guy that went out there and sat with yeah. him for a few days. You know, and got his head back right. So. You know, he's actually a valuable member of the Eagles staff, and he, he does much more than just security. But uh, I think he calls the defense. <laughs> well, <laughs> if he calls a defense, we'll get him to blitz more. Do well, he, was, I, he, he wanted to. He wasn't there. He couldn't, if, you have, you know. if you have an in over there, get a hold of Big Dom and tell him to well, blitz. I'm not sure he's allowed to do that anymore. That's the thing. He's, now, yeah, have we heard? Is he allowed to be back on the sideline yet? Has the I think he's I uh, suspended for the rest uh, of the year? for I don't know if it's the rest of the year, but they 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 said that uh, for the time being he's no longer on the Eagles sideline, and uh, you know we'll see if that uh, if that happens for the rest of the year. They they come off of that, but um, but anyway, listen, my here's my here's the the bottom line with this Eagles message this week is that. Uh, they're, I'm a little bit uncomfortable with the way they're playing lately. However, again, looking at the big picture, 10-3, and three, this point of the season, we would have taken it. We've got a favorable schedule. I think we can go at least three out of four to finish the season, maybe grab that number two slot. And, you know, getting back to the Super Bowl, you might have to go through San Francisco, but it's a one-game tournament and anything can happen. So still reason for optimism. I want you to tune in next week to the Bird Brains with Ken and Mark, and we're going to give you uh, hopefully a much better report. It's a Monday night game, so we'll probably do it later in the week, and uh, hopefully we'll have some good news for everybody. For my partner, Mark Echo, this is Ken Dunnick. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Bird Brains. 
and we'll talk to you next week after an Eagles victory. Take care. <laughs>